Hey, welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Great to see you this week. I'm here with Pastor Nick Katie, who is the pastor of Whitefields Community Church. And we are looking at, you know, one of the most popular subjects. Everybody loves to teach on it, talk about it, and that is the subject of hell. And so we've been going through this series called I Could Never Believe in a God Who, and we've been finishing that sentence. And uh, this week, I Could Never Believe in a God Who Sends People to Hell. And uh, so it's not very, obviously, not very popular. It's something that we don't like to talk about at all. And I think you even mentioned that that somebody once said we should never talk with, about hell without a tear. A tear in your eye, it's just, uh, you know, obviously a subject that's, you know, it's eternal. And uh, But uh, there was a lot of great stuff. I think the sermon went really well and people really responded to it on Sunday. Uh, but we did get to... A couple things you didn't get to talk about, and we kind of discussed and leading up, you know, as you're preparing for the sermon, and that's kind of the idea of, you know, one of the things is we talk about how can a loving God? They always seem to say, how can a loving God send people to hell? And so, you know, we just want to talk about, you know, as one of the things we talked about today is qualifying. What is that expectation? What does that mean, loving God? Where do people actually get that particular idea from? Yeah, I think a lot of people, especially in the West, Western culture, uh, they take for granted the fact that God is a loving God. They assume that everybody thinks of God as a loving God and that that's just a normal, natural thing. And I would point out that it's not. Uh, And here's why it's not. Um, Because look at big world religions. Do they teach about a personal loving God who wants to have a relationship with people or who you even can have a relationship with? And the answer is no. Uh, most religions teach about dispassionate gods who don't really care about people uh, and certainly don't want to have a relationship with them, right? Um, like, for example, so the, the Buddhist scriptures, um, they do not teach a loving personal god. Uh, the Hindu scriptures, they teach about lots of gods uh, who have different virtues, uh, and, and many of them are good, but they are um, they're not loving towards human beings, mm-hmm. um, they might have, you know, noble characteristics, but they're certainly not loving, nor do they desire necessarily a personal relationship with um, God. You could look at uh, Buddhism. I'm sorry, Hindu. I already said those. Yeah. Uh, Islam. Islam, yeah. Islam teaches about a God who is just. That's the big focus. God is just. He is righteous. Um, but they also teach that God judges. So, you know, if you want to talk about hell, lots of religions talk about something similar to hell. Um And then they also even go so far in Islam as to say that God is merciful, right? That he doesn't always give people what they deserve. Um, But on the other hand, they don't say that God is loving. And so we used to work in a refugee camp, uh, my wife and I in Hungary, and there were 2,000 refugees in this camp, mostly from Asia, mostly from Afghanistan, Iran, and uh, Bangladesh, places like that, so Muslim countries. And they would, uh, we would often share with them that the Bible teaches that God loves them and that God the Father sent Jesus, his son, to die for them. And they would sometimes scoff and laugh at the idea that God loves them. Uh, They said that's just the dumbest thing they've ever heard. God doesn't love people. Uh, You know, God is, you know, they would say kind of disconnected emotionally. He he doesn't need people. And I, I would agree that God doesn't need people. But I do believe absolutely that God loves people and he wants a relationship with them. It's one of the things we looked at in that parable that's so surprising that we looked at parable in Matthew 22, verses 1 through 14. It says that the king wanted people to come 
to this wedding feast. And in fact, he wanted people to come so badly that he said, okay, let anybody who's willing to come, I want them to come. And if they don't have the right clothes, I will clothe them. Yeah, no, and I I think, you know, as we were discussing on the lead up to this, just people's kind of maybe misunderstanding of that word love and how they maybe give a different definition for the word love when they apply it to God and a definite definition when we use the word love, you know, and just uh, there's two halves to love. It's Mm -hmm. not, love can be hard. Love can, you know, needs to make hard decisions and, and, and bring bring discipline to bear, and even does the scriptures speak to that? That God disciplines those His children, whom He loves, yeah. you know, and uh, so that's very very important. I think you know that was one of the things we we talked about, just the expectations and that people have when they think about this, or, or false expectations or understanding. Yeah, and perhaps just the idea that the idea that God is loving is really unique to the Bible. And so therefore, you know, if people believe that God is loving, generally the reason they believe that uh, is because of some influence of the Bible. And so why would you believe that the Bible says it's, well, why would you believe the Bible is true when it says that God's loving, but then you choose not to believe what it says about hell? Mm. What's interesting is a lot of expectations people have about the Bible are, are opposite. So they would expect the Old Testament, you know, talks a lot about judgment, etc., and the New Testament's a lot about love. Well, actually, the Old Testament has more verses which talk about God's love than the New Testament does. On the other hand, the New Testament has a lot more verses about God's judgment than the Old Testament does. Yeah, These no. interesting things. And one of the sobering uh, thoughts that actually was brought up in one of the home fellowships or community groups was our base, you know, our responsibility within this whole, you know, subject of hell. And, and basically, they talked about, you know, just the, that passage in Ezekiel where where God's speaking to to Ezekiel and says that if you know Ezekiel preaches the message that God gives him. And the people don't repent, then that's on God. Well, but that's if, on the people, and, and God, God says he'll own that. Yeah. He'll own that, yeah. But if he he doesn't preach the message, and you know that God gives him, then that's on Ezekiel. And yeah. we even, you know, we even studied in James chapter three, and just the idea of not many of you should desire to be teachers because the judgment, you know, that what's required of you will be so much, so much more. And so that was something else that they were talked about during the community yeah. groups. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is an urgency to it. And you think, why did Jesus talk about hell more than anybody else? I would argue it's because uh, a sense of love and care, but also a sense of urgency. Like, um, you know, people might not like the idea of hell. Well, I would argue that, you know, we have to define what hell is, which we did a lot in the sermon. But I would argue that God doesn't like hell so much that he himself took on human flesh and came to defeat sin, death, and the devil and make a way for us to not have to go to hell. Like, so, um, yeah, and there's a sense of urgency to that that I, I believe we should feel as well. Totally, and I think that uh, you you sense that in the lives of the disciples, mm-hmm. in the li- you know, in Paul's writing, there was, Paul is like, I, you know, I can't help but preach the gospel. I cannot preach anything but Christ crucified. It was, it wasn't this, and you, as you see through history and study their lives, it wasn't self-preservation. Mm-hmm. It was this urgency to preach the one thing that could save people from, yeah, there's a, from that. There's a 
magician, and he's kind of a. I'm not sure, you know, if he, uh, he seems to go beyond the scope of just being a ma magician. It's Penn and Teller, you know, they had shows on HBO and in Las Vegas and all that. It's a very famous uh, line where he talks. He's giving an interview over the phone, and uh, it, you can find the video on YouTube and things like that. And he says in this video, he goes. He goes, you know what? I've never uh, been upset with somebody who tries to proselytize me, like Christians who try to proselytize me. He goes, in fact, I respect them. Uh, what I don't respect is Christians who won't proselytize and won't try to convert people to their faith. Because here's the thing. He goes, if you believe that if somebody doesn't put their faith in Jesus, that they're going to hell eternally, like how much do you have to hate somebody to not tell them that, right? Like, and he's like, look, I don't believe it, but I respect a person who would say, who, who actually believes it, because if you really believe it, then you're going to go out and you're going to talk to people because that's a big deal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. And, uh, you know, that's why we brought this subject up. And one of the reasons why you wanted to preach on this particular subject, it's very important and an important part of the Christian faith, because what are we being saved from? You know, and that was Absolutely. that was important part of our of, of the sermon on Sunday. And if you missed that sermon, whitefieldschurch.com, go there, download it, share it with your friends. It's up on Facebook and SoundCloud as well. People from the church I already this morning were out sharing it on Facebook and just getting people involved. I know it's not always a popular subject, but I think it's an important one, something to think about and to dwell on. And, uh, you know, Jesus spent, as you said, 13% of all that Jesus spoke about and half of his parables were on the subject subject of hell and judgment. So it's something that's worth considering and chewing on in your own time and, and praying over. So whitefieldschurch.com, get over there and download that. And uh, we look forward to next week's subject and we'll look forward to seeing you again. Well, God bless.